our sins, crucify Christ. Lincoln here from Divine Downloads. This is FamityFamily.com's Biblical News for the Confused, where we assist biblically literate males to explore, let's say, challenging biblical concepts. Today we are looking at the concept of sin, and we are we're trying to set up males that watch or consume this content to have this discussion with our families about sin and what it is, how it affects the divinity or the Godhead or the the apex spiritual beings uh, that we worship under Christianity. We're grateful for your attention today. We're coming to you from um, exploring Hebrews 6 verse 6. The the Hebrew book is one, a very controversial book, as it seems to draw a line between Judaism, which is the old Hebraic customs that were followed under the how the Hebrews saw, the Israelites saw the law of Moses, and now under the New Testament, how the Christian community views the person Jesus Christ and what that means for the tradition, the Hebrew traditions that they used to follow uh, as, a, as a way of engaging divinity, if you want to call it that, or the Godhead. So Hebrews is a very important book for us as Christians. The Hebrew epistle, which is the name for the, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, the author of that book, which some theologians say only God knows who the author is, some people say it might be the Apostle Paul, this Hebrew epistle author shows that backsliding or losing your faith, losing your love for Jesus, re-crucifies Christ. Now, we know that Christ was crucified once, so this must be speaking about some kind of spiritual or emotional pain or torment that Christ goes through uh, that's associated with whenever a Christian loses their faith. The implication of Hebrews 6 verse 6 is that our initial sins crucified Jesus. We can be motivated to be saved for a distinct reason from our own self-preservation as we are now aware that sin hurts the Godhead. The Godhead Many people say the Trinity, but the Godhead, because the Trinity is not really found in Scripture as far as we understand here at Fam to Family, the, the Bible does speak to the Godhead, which at least includes the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. These are the apex spiritual beings that create the heaven and the earth and that ma- manipulate and uh, monitor and manage the material world. So sin, as our sin, and sin here speaks to our acts of, many people would say, transgression against God's law. That sin can be, we're going to re-engage that definition in a little bit of time. But what we understand is that sin hurts the Godhead. Sin crucified God and re-crucifies him in an emotional and spiritual sense. If we love the Godhead, and you were talking about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit according to our Christian tradition, the Godhead here, if we love them, we avoid what brings the Godhead pain. We avoid what brings Christ pain and grief. 
The book of Colossians teaches us that Jesus is the full revelation and expression of the Godhead in bodily form. So when we cause pain to Jesus, we are causing pain to the entire Godhead. And that's what sin does. Now, is the Godhead in torment because of our sins or our acts of hatred towards Jesus? Is the Holy Spirit grieved by sin? The answer must be yes. Ephesians 4.30 does speak to the grieving of the Holy Spirit. Grieving here means torture, torment, causing tremendous pain to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit here uh, speaks to the, the breath of God, the meaning and the actual intent, his mission, the actual um, purpose behind God. However, Jesus is also experiencing. So while, yes, sin does inflict pain on the Godhead, we also understand that Jesus is also experiencing fulfilled, complete, immense joy, which overpowers the sadness that our sins produce. Hebrews 12 verse 2 can be referenced there in your family devotions. But the point remains that if we love Jesus, if we love the Godhead, we avoid what brings them, what brings him, Jesus, pain. Similarly, if in your family you you love your family members, you avoid what brings them pain. We avoid, we don't torture who we love. We can also redefine sin from that which transgresses God's law, which some theologians see sin as transgressing God's law. They also see sin as a nature that, uh, you know, the concept of original sin where we can't help ourselves but to break God's law, but to reject God and rebel against him. Some theologians see sin as that nature that causes rebellion against God. Now, seeing that we are now looking at sin in in an expanded light, we can read, redefine this definition of sin from what in be, be, going beyond what transgresses God's law to whatever hurts the Godhead. The Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament shows us a Godhead that is affected by humanity and our actions. someone you know are interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Wellesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Welcome back to Divine Downloads. This is a topic of great importance to us on our sins, crucifying Jesus, recognizing the link between human action and what we call God, uh, who we call God, the apex spiritual being that created the heavens and the earth and controls all of creation. We sum up that being in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We are making the point that God is not some kind of dazed, unfeeling spiritual entity. The Godhead 
uh, more accurately which is fully represented in jesus of nazareth that godhead feels what we feels based on our actions how we treat each other he does say in his word what you have done to the least of these you have done to me paul is god when jesus is talking to paul on the road to damascus he says saul why are you persecuting me saul is persecuting the christian church church but jesus you know seeks to rebuke paul seeks to engage him by saying no you, you think you're just affecting this community but you're really affecting me our actions show our actions have some significant impact on god and god is not many people preach of a god who is king and lord and so austere so independent from us so holy and that he is in fact beyond us the scriptures speak to Emmanuel, a revelation of God with us. And I believe Hebrews speaks to a God who is our high priest, who feels what we go through, but more than just what we go through. In a priestly manner, he feels that in a, in a manner where he, is, he has emotions. And John eleven thirty five, when Jesus is at the tomb of his friend Lazarus, it speaks to Jesus weeping. And when Jesus wept, he shows us a vulnerable Godhead. This is not a Godhead that manly Christians seek to have a lot of, of value for. But God does say, in our weakness, he is strong. There seems to be a part of the Godhead that is not, is not put off, is not ashamed of vulnerability and emotion. And what we understand is that our sins hurt God. The acts of unloved, unloving acts hurt God. When we don't love each other, when we don't love him, those are what some people would call these sins. But we understand that the New Testament teaches us love is the fulfillment of the law. So if anything, if anyone breaks the law and, and you know, in a sort of robotic sense going through the commandments, not understanding that the intent behind the commandment is that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as, our, as, our, as ourselves. So sin really refers to unloving acts towards humans and God. These sins hurt God, but they destroy us. The sins that we commit, even though they hurt and grieve God, they cannot destroy God. They cannot change his nature, but our sins change us destroy us and our sins promote the demonic commission the thief comes not but to steal kill and destroy but and jesus says i've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly so while jesus has a commission of life the demons people who are engaged in living a sinful existence the 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 thing we want to tell our family is that those those persons who love sin will be destroyed by the sin that they love. The, the sin will steal an eternity with God. The sin will destroy their lives. So God here, Jesus engages our sins and pain, feeling even more pain than we do as on Calvary. He, Jesus, assumed the sins of all humanity over all time in his flesh. We, how do you those words do no 
justice to what really we're talking about but um, that's probably a new discussion that we probably can have but what we want our families to understand is that the cross when people talk about calvary and the cross this represents god addressing sin he is engaging sin because he loves us now he hates sin and he is allowing the the torture if you call that of his son by these romans and these jews to show us what sin really does to us this is the 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 situation spiritually that sin does to us as humans when we sin and hurt each other we inflict this tremendous pain when we are divorced when we cheat on our spouse when we hurt our children through misparenting when we are not hard working on the job or in our businesses when we do these unloving acts we're moving beyond now just a 10 commandment approach to defining sin but is the act that we're doing causing pain to god and pain to humans unloving pain pain not from a surgical standpoint of a surgeon seeking to help a family member through uh, bringing them through a rough patch or or being firm with them with someone with an addiction or something like that but this is just selfish pain that has a, a, a motive of maybe getting you richer may getting you more likes on facebook or twitter or instagram so you cause pain to people without any loving loving intent or any intent for their eternal welfare this is what jesus is doing this is who he is this is what he's trying to address this is who he's trying to change someone who loves to cause pain and hurt to family members to persons in their community without any kind of compassionate intent at the end of that the cross is the 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 real addressing of this unloving behavior jesus went toward the pain whereas normally we retract from pain jesus goes towards the pain he says we should deny ourselves deny the instinct to you know what i don't really want to engage that particular particularly hurtful family member or friend or or whatever that that situation is but god is saying that we should deny ourselves take up our cross daily and follow him i believe that luke 9 27 and beyond just giving us a command he empowers us to do the same and he shows us the example on the cross for us to be vulnerable and sacrificial for our own families because we love god and we love our families and we love humanity so again the point we're making is that our sins hurt god god is vulnerable to our sins but he's not destroyed by our sins so while our sins destroy us jesus still feels the pain jesus does weep when he's he did weep in front of lazarus grave he did have extreme distress in the garden of gethsemane because he's going to engage sin he's going to take on this monster that has changed the dna of humanity where people who are quote unquote amongst loved ones can turn and cannibalize each other and eat each other's flesh in a sense in a negative way in our homes and be a cause of unloving pain so he does feel that pain but he conquers that pain with his joy
Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our messianic mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com.